I'm Malcolm Mills from The Last Music Company. That was an all-too-brief snapshot of the title track from Tony Kofi's Another Kind of Soul album, which is the subject of this podcast. You'll hear the whole of that track in this episode. Among his many ongoing projects, Tony has a quintet dedicated to the life and works of Julian Cannibal Adderley. The show is named Portrait of Cannibal, and it always attracts a large and enthusiastic audience. Adderley's spirit is unmistakably in the house at their packed gigs, and so I decided to record a live album and release it on vinyl for full effect. China Moses kindly agreed to talk with Tony and his collaborator Alex Webb about the recording and their motivation for the project. The interview was recorded in the conservatory at Alex's house, which as you'll notice would be a great place to cut a rockabilly record. It's divided into three podcasts, and here's the first of them. Welcome, ladies and gents, to uh, this series of conversations around the live project of Alex Webb and Tony Kofi, Another Kind of Soul. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good to meet you. Great uh, to meet you. Great to, great to hang with y'all. I'm so happy that you guys are doing a tribute to Cannonball Adderley. So, Alex, um, Tony, okay, we're going to start with the beginning. Okay. How did you guys meet? Okay. Um, I was aware of Tony for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been a force on the jazz scene for a while. And, and those days, some years ago, I was more in the business end of things and working at venues and stuff, as you know. Um, but then I got involved in, uh, started producing shows. And I think the first show we worked on together actually was probably the, the Billy Strayhorn thing. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Where uh, me and Frank Griffith put together a big group um, to do the Strayhorn material for the London Jazz Festival. And, um, and then... Uh, we sort of stayed in each other's orbit and we'd meet on the scene and stuff. And then we started working together with the singer Joe Harrow. And, uh, and I think it was, you know, how it is on gigs. You have lots of conversations about the music you love and stuff. Some point during that time, we found we had this mutual love of, of cannibal. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, sort of, that's where mm-hmm. the seed was planted. Well, I think where I first met you was at the other palace with um, oh, yeah. Frank Griffiths. Yeah, yeah, that's when, right. When both of you came to a yeah. uh, concert I was doing. So that's where I met you. Yeah. Um, I mean, the obvious question is, okay, we have a love for a lot of musicians, mm. but you guys chose Cannonball. That's where you guys meet. Mm. Why is Cannonball someone you wanted to well, pay tribute to and me, tell story. it goes back to when I was a teenager when someone gave me a um, a cassette so now we're going back someone gave me a cassette of um, Go way back. Nancy Wilson <laughs> and Cannonball Adley now I I wanted to learn um, the one of the tunes on there which is called I Can't, I Can't Get Started mm. and um, I noticed that you know when I first put the cassette on the sound Cannonball. The sound was absolutely mind blowing. Because before that, I was like listening to Charlie Parker and John Coltrane, but then I got introduced to Cannonball and I was like completely sold. I thought this guy had such a, an amazing uh, voice on the saxophone, and uh, and that's when I started, you know, heard Nancy Wilson as well. But the, um, the force of how he played, and, and it was almost like very gospel church kind of sound and so it goes way back to then uh and then i kept listening and listening and discovering that he did 
a whole amount of music that I it was accessible to me and I got into so yeah so I always carry that with me the fact that Cannibal was an amazing force but he wasn't um he wasn't as well known like like people like Charlie Parker you know but uh I, I just perceived that that uh, that force he had you know it was for me it was great to to be able to um get into his his uh his sound his uh, his music it was um, almost like learning for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How would you define his sound? Because you're talking about, talk about the church aspect, but to can me, you give me a, a, a more in-depth description? Like a voice, like like a like, natural voice. Like your voice? <clears throat> well, not like my saxophone voice, but like a, a singing voice. Mm-hmm. To me, uh, when I heard, uh, heard the way he sounded, it was almost like he was singing. It was a very happy and joyous sound, whereas Bird uh, had a completely different sound, very direct but quite dark. But Cannibal was a happy sound, whatever he played, and and his rhythm was different as well. So it was very bouncy rhythm. So yeah, but for me it was like his voice, like a, a natural singing voice. Mm. Yeah, and that's what really struck me about uh, how he played. Yeah. I think that touches on something else that Tony and I both believe in. It's about jazz as a communicating force. Mm. You know, and if there's one thing about Cannibal, he was a communicator. And he really, he never accepted that jazz should be a niche or be unpopular. He always thought it was a music for, for the people. And he, he would go on record about that again and again. Um, and I think that's partly, you know, we all want to play for bigger audiences, but it's also, it's a sort of, it's an outlook. I think that Tony and I have, don't have this feeling of jazz as a kind of ivory tower thing. Mm. We want it to actually belong to people, yeah, relate to people. Definitely. Um, and so that was another thing that sort of, <clears throat> you know, uh, t- again, talking about Cannibal, it's just, it's not just about the music, it's about the idea of uh, that of music's place in society kind of thing. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, alongside the sound of his <clears throat> actual horn is the sound of the band. No way that Cannibal was one of the people that introduced put back into jazz, um, blues, gospels, um, feeling, you know, the, the term soul jazz starts to be used. Mm. So that's kind of interesting too. Mm. You know, um, all things that we, we sort of drew, drew us in that direction, you know. Mm. I have a, a question that I didn't mm. ask, which is the one that needs to be asked. Mm. What is this project called? The show's called A Portrait of Cannibal, but we thought a better title for the album would be Another Kind of Soul, which really expresses what this music is yeah. as a Nat Adderley composition. Let's take a listen to the song that gave its name to this live album, Another Kind of Soul.
choice. Um, yes, something I've that's always stayed with me, and I like the fact that it's not just about um, the horns; it's about the rhythm section. The rhythm section plays a bridge, but I like the fact that the rhythm section are almost like a force of its own, and it gives it gives the um, the horns a chance to respond to what the rhythm section is doing. So uh, it's almost like they all come in together. And then it splits off with the rhythm section doing a Q and A. So I like mm -hmm. I like the fact that um, this this composition deals with that Q and A, and then boom, just you know gives the uh, the, the, the soloist a chance to um, to launch. Um, what helped you guys choose the people in the band? Mm, well, the drummer Alfonso uh, Vitali. I met him. Uh, at a jam session Ronnie's and right there and then he had that Louis Hayes kind of uh, swing you know and he had the groove as well so um, I kept him in mind but I met him five years before that yeah. you know but I always kept him in mind um, Andrew Kleinder uh, I've worked with before very very solid bass very soulful you know so these you know these are the guys that had you know um, a lot of soul in their playing as well, you know, as, as well as being, you know, um, technically, you know, able. Uh, and obviously, Alex, uh, our connection uh, with, uh, you know, the straight horn thing and other shows that we've done. So, you know, and uh, I think that was our connection. That was, that, that was all we needed, you know. And originally, it was Byron Waller. Mm. Uh, but uh, Byron's, uh, you know, He's a massively busy, busy guy, and uh, it was hard to um, pin him down. But then we got um, Andy Davis. Mm -hmm. He was almost like a adept, but then you know he really got into the music, and he really, really plays, you know, plays really well, and he has a lot of soul. So, so for me, it was about it wasn't about how the musician uh, handled the tune. It was how they brought themselves into the tune. They they put themselves in, you know, uh, a lot of feeling has, has gone into this, you know, to be able to deliver this music. So, you know, and I, I'm really all about feeling. I'm, you know, I don't come from a, a, a technical um, kind of uh, way of playing, you know, because, um, you know, cause I, I, I'm a self-taught musician. So the feeling was what came first rather than the, you know, the theory, the, the feeling. Almost definitely. One of the things about the band is that it really is a band. I mean, hardly ever depth anyone. It has to be a pretty extreme situation. Yeah. So we always it's always the same guys, and we really know the music now. You know, we, we know where we're coming from. Um, and again, you know, that Cannibal used to have these very stable bands with these personnel that went for years and years together. Famously, there was a band with you know Joe Zarvanel, uh, Sam Jones, and Lewis Hayes. Um, and that was, and his brother Nat, you know, and so and that went for years, really. And, and, and that's, you can hear the tightness and the unity in that music. And so mm. in some way we're trying to emulate that. And it creates a signature, as well as, um, you know, bringing in our own composition as well. So it creates a, a signature within the band that, you know, you can bring, like we brought in our original compositions and uh, it, it just, it just played itself, didn't it? Mm. You know, with the musicians, because... They know how we play. We know how, how each other plays. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, who is in this Cannibal Adderley tribute crew? 
Who's the band? Oh, the band is uh, myself on alto saxophone, Mm -hmm. Andy Davis on trumpet, Alex Webb on piano, Andrew Kleinder on double bass, and Alfonso Vitali on the drums. Tony Kofi and Alex Webb are keeping the soul of and the story of Cannonball Adderley alive, or at least spreading the word. Spreading the gospel of Cannonball Adderley. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. I'm China Moses, and thank you, ladies and gents, for listening. And make sure you subscribe so you can know when the next conversation is coming your way. Thanks, China. That was the first of the three episodes of this podcast. The next one will be available from the first week in April, and it's easy to subscribe to this short series. Part two features Tony's mesmerizing rendition of Stars Fell on Alabama from the album and another part of this interview with China Moses.